Miami has a winning record, but there are still questions about the roster and just how good this team can be. The answer? Well, for a lot of fans and maybe for the front office, it might mean a trade is on the horizon. But do the Heat really need to make a move? And what are their options if they do so? We break it all down in today's episode of Locked on Heat. You are Locked on Heat, your daily Miami Heat podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome to Locked On Heat, your daily podcast on the Miami Heat. I'm Wes Goldberg. Joining me as always, David Ramil. However, you're tuning in on YouTube, Odyssey, or your favorite podcast app. Thanks so much for making Locked On Heat your first listen every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code Locked On NBA for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Uh, well, this Friday is the unofficial start of trade season. In the NBA, and that's because players who sign new contracts in the offseason become trade eligible. So that's been measured at about 80% of the league. So it's a lot. Uh, we want to get into uh, what this means for the Heat, some of their options to upgrade the roster, some long-term team building stuff to think about. And I've got some fake trades that I want to hand uh, that I want to ask you about later on, David. But before we get to all of that, I have a simple question for you. Do the Heat need to make a roster move? Well, if you've been listening to the show for a while, then you're probably not going to be surprised by my answer, which is no. They do not need to make a trade. So many people keep responding about this heat season. After every win or every loss, lack of talent, they're not good. They're not going to win. You have to make a deal, et cetera. And I just don't buy into it. I think Miami's depth has been their biggest strength. And it's shown that it can be something they can rely on, especially as they're weathering the storm of recurring injuries. Even as we're recording this, we just got an update minutes ago. No Haywood Highsmith, no Tyler Hero, no Bam Adebayo. Three starters yet again for Wednesday night's matchup against the Charlotte Hornets. So I can understand there's a lot of frustration there. And I don't know, as we talked about in our most recent episode, I don't know if this team's ever going to be healthy. It's just going to be kind of dealing with a spate of injuries throughout the 82-game regular season, hoping that things break right as the postseason rolls around. And yet, I just don't see that there's a trade that's going to make this team so significantly better without costing Miami the depth that it's so heavily relying on right mm-hmm. now. So to me, I just don't see that the trade is going to be a, a, a significant improvement. I don't think it's going to cement anything. I think it's going to be damaging to the personalities and, and the good vibes of that locker room and everything else that comes with it. And I just don't know if it's – I think this team is good enough. This team has been good enough. And will continue to be good enough. I don't know if that's going to result in a championship or not. But that superstar that's going to put them over the hump of where they've been over the last four seasons with Jimmy Butler on the roster isn't available. And so that trade, if it's not going to be able to manifest over the next week or two weeks or three months, then what's the point of discussing? Uh, I agree with you on that. The superstar oh. trade's not happening. It's the 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 Zach Levine is the Marta Rosen names. That's not doing it for me if I'm the Miami yep. Heat, right? And I don't think yep. it's doing it for anybody given the reporting around uh, the Chicago situation right now. It doesn't sound like there's a lot of takers for Levine or DeRozan. So this is not the Heat's opinion. This tends to be the NBA's opinion uh, when it comes to those two guys. Other than that, like, there is no Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving like there was last year. There's not even a James Horton the way there was a month ago. Like, that superstar trade, that that superstar name isn't going to be there between now and February, more likely than not, unless something absolutely nuts happens. Uh, Nobody thinks in the NBA that there's a superstar going to get traded. So then you kind of go down the rest of the pecking order. Okay, wh- what kind of player can you get that would upgrade this team enough 
where you think of it differently on paper versus the Celtics, the Bucks, and the 76ers, who have pretty much at this point, and I think we can all agree on this, separated them as the class of the Eastern Conference. I would okay. put the Heat, when healthy, up there with any of those teams. I think I would. I, I, I In a seven-game series, I wouldn't count Miami out, and I don't think anybody of the right mind would count the Miami Heat out no. after what we've seen over the last four years. But I do think that there's an opportunity to A, make an upgrade that means something for this team, whether it's an innings eater in the regular season that could be helpful or somebody who can make a difference in the playoffs or a matchup-dependent player for one of those uh, a series against one of those teams I just talked about. That's sort of the first option. And the second option is to sort of maximize the roster that you have now and some of the salary cap things that we got to think about long-term. Like Kyle Lowry's on an expiring contract. If you don't think he's coming back, there's something to be said about, well, let's just trade him and get something now. And, and not waste that calorie, that salary cap slot for next year. There's something to be said about Caleb Martin, who hmm. is probably going to opt out of this player option for next year worth $7 million and look for a pay, uh, a, a, yeah. a, a pay bump. And if you don't think you're going to be able to bring him back, well, you have Haywood Highsmith. You have Jaime Jaquez. Caleb Martin is a very important player and a very useful player, but he's not as important as he was even last year. And so maybe there is something to be said about, hey, we trade Caleb Martin now and get something for a very good player as opposed to letting him walk away for nothing. On the other side of that, too, is if Miami thinks that they're good enough, then there is value in just keeping your guys and letting them walk away for nothing. If you think that if, if you trade them now, you don't want to get worse. If, if you trade Lowry or Caleb Martin, for, the, for instance, those two guys, if you trade either one of them now, you have to either be as good or better because I think that this team, like you, is good enough that it's not worth taking a step back, even if it means getting something for guys before they walk away. I would rather them just, in other words, walk away if it means you're maximizing this window. That's fair. I, you look, you were banging the drum about James Harden and the acquisition of James Harden pretty loudly. I think maybe yeah. even louder than any other media member, maybe with That's the exception right. of Barry Jackson, who just loves change for change's sake, it seems. <sighs> Looking back now, put on your rear view goggles for a second here and look back now and and recall how Kyle Lowry has played his on nights and his off nights and I know there have uh -huh. been a good mix of both would you still make that trade now yes considering what we've seen from Harden and the Clippers yeah 100% I would Harden's hmm. looked pretty good lately for the Clippers and so have the Clippers he's, he's had to kind of redefine him in his image the thing is you know, you know as he's as he said He's not a system player. He's a system. So it's kind of like get everybody to fall right. in line. And he's right. The Clippers have sort of made it more of a James Harden system, and the Clippers have started winning more games, and things have sort of fallen in line. Like, Would that have worked in Miami, though? Sure. Why not? Why? Why would it have? Would you think that James, Har James Harden could have bet Jimmy Butler and Eric Spolstra and Bam Adebayo to his will and kind of redefine no, I don't, I don't know the that way that they play? I think it's for the better. I think everybody would have understood, like just like the Clippers did. Kawhi is a better player. Paul George is a better player. Like these guys are better players than James Harden. But when Harden is running the offense, it's easier for those guys to sort of fall into big time roles. And then what's happened? Kawhi and Paul George haven't missed a game this year. They're about to play their second night of a back to back for the first time in a long time on Tuesday night. Like they don't need to do as much and it works. And then the Clippers are winning. I don't think it's necessarily James Harden, you know, stomping his feet and getting his way. I just think it results in good basketball. And for all the off court drama and the James Harden stuff that happens, the on-court product has still been very good over the last few years. Like, he produces when he's in game shape, and now he's in game shape. He plays himself into game shape on the company dime. He's not working off hours if the company ain't paying for it in the offseason to get into game shape. But once he's in game shape, he's still a very productive player. That said, 
Um, in terms of team needs, you're saying that they don't need to add anything. I don't, I don't know that I would go so far as to say they need to add something, but I do think that it's the job of an organization to look around the league for upgrades. And if they were going to make an upgrade, I think they need an upgrade at point guard. Whether and I'm not, that doesn't necessarily mean you need to upgrade Kyle Lowry. I just think that you need depth at the position. Like if you're yeah. looking, like, hey, can we go find a real backup point guard who is better and and obviously now healthier than Drew Smith? And maybe right. uh, more of an option in case Lowry and or Josh Richardson get injured. I think yep. that should be on the table. I think maybe even a starting power forward should be on the table. Uh, the Haywood Highsmith experience started off really strong. He's It's sort of tailed off. Obviously, he's hurt now. Uh, and yep. with him hurt, you've got to start Caleb Martin there. So I think either depth that power forward or a new starting power forward, something like that could be helpful for the Miami Heat. We're talking about minor moves. Uh, to your point, David, not, we don't think that that superstar trade is happening, but I think there are trades that can help this team out there. That's fair enough. I think those are the two areas of of kind of need there. And maybe, I mean, need feels like too strong a word, but if, exactly. if you're looking for the biggest holes in the roster, that's probably the, the point guard position, the depth yeah. position. You know, Gabe Vincent might be available with the Lakers. You might Ooh. be able to acquire him. Uh, we'll get to some names. We'll get to how the salary cap affects the Heat's options and some news about what the Heat told Tyler Hero about who they'd be willing to trade him for huh. coming up after this on Lockdown Heat. Today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Our partners over at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Basketball host Josh Lloyd to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long. Whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire every week, we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So let's see who Josh has picked out for us on this week's eBay's guaranteed one of my favorite, fit. One of my favorite new rookies he's got on his list. Is it Asar Thompson or Keontae nope. George? Keontae George. 30 points on Monday night. I love Keontae George. For Utah, he's awesome. What a home run pick for them. He did He did provide a nice spark. Uh, good recently. ball handler. I, yeah, I mean, he's, he's certainly a good pick. I, there's a couple good names here. like Isaiah Hartenstein, Dante oh, Exum. George, uh, Asar Thompson, and Jonathan Kaminga. Of those, honestly, I think that I'd probably lean with Hartenstein. He's a mm. guy who's killed Miami in the past. A little, you know, I think Miami's always been able to benefit from attacking Mitchell Robinson. He's never been as impactful as Knicks fans want to believe that he is against Bama DeBio. It's Hartenstein yeah. who always finds a way to attack Miami and just kill them with his, his floor spacing and his just yeah. diving for the ball and everything else like that. So he's a guy who's going to get an uptick in minutes, yeah. especially with Robinson out and, for eight to 10 weeks. And just shout out to Dante Exum. What a great story out of the league back on latching on in Dallas playing real minutes for them as a backup point guard, a great story going on there. Absolutely. Absolutely. He's been a, a nice ad there and, and look, they've got some injuries on their own roster too. So he's going to be getting some increased yep. playing time. Either one of these options is great. You can't go wrong. Josh Lloyd, one of the best in the business. He's from Flocked on Fantasy Basketball, and he's going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors, there's a championship team, is all about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. Look, everybody loves their cars. Everybody wants to make sure they take care of their cars. You know, if you've got a, a, a car that might need a little bit of an upgrade, or maybe you just want to change something about it you know maybe you want to add some accessories there are so many things out there that you can do to improve the overall look of your car whether it's a new model or a used model or it's one that's been with part of the family and it is part of the family for maybe even more than a decade some people still have cars that are a decade old out there because they take care of them then ebay is the place for you because you can find all the parts that you might be looking for 122 million parts 
for your number one ride or die. You can make sure your ride stays running smoothly with brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. And at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, and exclusions do apply. Thanks for making Locked on Heat your first listen every day. Make sure you are subscribed on YouTube and your favorite podcast app. Locked on has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked on Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked on, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked on Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. I've got some names of potential trade options for the Heat that I want to get to later, but first... You mentioned Barry Jackson earlier. The Heat, according to Barry Jackson of the Miami Herald, told Tyler Hero that he wouldn't be traded unless it was for a top 75 player of all time. So if you go by the NBA's 75th anniversary list, which obviously this is the the thing that they were referring to, that's Damian Lillard, that's Kevin Durant, who he would have definitely been traded for had those deals gotten done with Miami. Other names on that list, because that's the next step here. If you're not going to yeah. trade, if you didn't trade Tyler Hero for Damian Lillard or Kevin Durant, who would you trade him for? The other names of active players on that list, Giannis, Steph Curry, Anthony Davis, James Harden, who he did not trade Tyler Hero for, so I guess he doesn't count. <laughs> LeBron Chris James, yeah. Kawhi Leonard, Chris Paul, and Russell Westbrook. Now, wow. I, I don't think at this, we are, okay, so obviously... No Dame, no Durant, off the table. No James Harden. Obviously, the Heat weren't interested. Russell Westbrook, top 75 player of all time, not playing like it right now. Chris Paul, ditto. I don't know that the Heat are trading Tyler Hero for either of those guys. Giannis, Steph, LeBron, AD, like those teams, their teams aren't trading them. So that leaves Kawhi, who has a player option for this upcoming year. No extension has gotten done. Look, I think the Clippers are playing really well. Uh, like we just talked about, the James Harden, Kawhi, Paul George thing. It, it seems to be working right now. But Kawhi still doesn't have a contract for next year. He's probably opting out. So I don't know. It's just it's just a name. I don't, I'm don't. i not reporting anything. I don't. I haven't talked to anybody. I'm just, it's a name on there. You start talking about top 75 players. It's, just, it's on my radar. That's all I'm saying. It, it is very unusual wording. And, and Barry's not beholden to us or anybody in terms of whether or not he's paraphrasing it or kind of, mincing words to a certain degree there I, I think maybe it was just a kind of neat way to encapsulate the fact that tyler's name had been included for either kd or well, can i i think the top 75 thing was literally said by the miami heat organization to tyler hero and his in his representation because i and i hadn't thought about this but when i did that story about tyler hero for the ringer i was yeah. asking him about being included in trades for dame yeah, and kd and 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 I was like, you know, people, oh, it should, he should take it as a compliment. And I was like, do you take it as a compliment? And he kind of laughed the, at the question. He's like, I guess that's one way to look at it. And then he went on, and I didn't include this, the full quote in the Ringer story, but he went on, he he himself used the word top 75 player. Like, it, in kind of going, he's like, yeah, I guess it, I could, it could be looked at like that if I'm going, if I'm getting traded for a top 75 player of all time. I didn't put that those words in his mouth. I didn't say top 75 player. He brought it up out of nowhere and i thought it was a little interesting and curious 
that he used that verbiage and the way to frame that. And it makes me think that that's the way that the Heat had been framing it to Tyler Hero and his representation. Because otherwise, I can't really see Tyler Hero just coming up with, yeah, Dame, Kevin Durant, top 75 player, just coming up with that out of nowhere in the middle of our conversation. It doesn't really seem like a real thing that would happen. So I do think that there's some legitimacy to that. Yeah, I mean, it might have even been just, you know, contextual again. It might have been just something like they were kind of just talking off the cuff. It's like, you know, we wouldn't trade you for anybody other than a top 75 ball sure. player. Yeah. You know, but you know what I say? I say BS. I'm yeah. sorry. This is the NBA. Like, if there was a better deal out there, if Donovan Mitchell says, Miami, that's it. This is the only team. Well, for I think me, the way the way that you could spin that is, well, we think Donovan Mitchell will be and will end up being a top yeah. seventy five player, right? Like, there's definitely wiggle room there. Yeah, there's that list isn't going rooms. down though. That list isn't going down. That list is only going to increase. They're not going to put out another list until the hundredth anniversary, and I don't know if Donovan's going to make that cut. But that's a whole right. other conversation. Either way, if Donovan or ex you know superstar player says Miami or bust, whether they're top seventy five or not, or not. And, and Tyler's name is the one that makes sense in terms of trade partners. Absolutely. I think, um, I think the, look, if you have made, to say I this think to the play point is, I think the point is, Hey, we're not trading you unless we feel like it's a major upgrade because we also know that they were not interested in trading Tyler hero for Bradley Beal. They're not interested right now in trading Tyler hero for Zach Levine. Those players are arguably better upgrade. players than Tyler hero, but not enough of an upgrade where you have to take in, take into account the salary, Right, everything no, else that yeah. it would take the trade, and I think you and I agree we would rather have Tyler Hero than Bradley Beal, and we'd rather have Tyler Hero than Zach Levine. And I think most people are on the Zach Levine side of things, like non-casuals, like understand that Tyler Hero is at least as good, if not a better player, right now than Levine is. And then, and then the Bradley Beal thing is a whole other, you know, the, the no trade clause, the fact that he's not playing, that this is not a back strain. It t- tends to be so, apparently it's something more serious than a back strain. He's going to play Tuesday night, but um, anyway, the point being. Generally speaking, I think that the Heat would not trade Tyler Hero unless it's for a very significant upgrade and maybe an upgrade bigger than maybe non-Heat fans would expect, I think is is probably the message here. But um, anything else on this? On Tyler? No, I mean, I, I understand the Heat's perspective on trying to, again, you got to assuage your player, make them sure, you know, let them know that you're, you're, you still are in their corner, you believe in them. And yes, that's why he was offered just for mm-hmm. an all-time great. Otherwise, we wouldn't have thought of including you in a potential trade or not. But, I, and, you know. And I, why that matters here too, by the way, while why we're talking about it on, this, on you know, ahead of December 15th is Tyler Hero is probably not getting traded between now and the deadline, because none of these players are becoming available between now and the deadline either, probably. Yeah, and and I think a lot of fans think, you know, Miami's had some middling success without Tyler in the lineup, but I don't know that, again, they're going to get that kind of player available that's going to make this team so much better. Mm-hmm. They've had to deal with so many different issues. You know, Jimmy rounding into shape, yep, yep. Bam getting hurt, Haywood Highsmith getting hurt. You know, nothing has, you know, nothing has congealed in terms of, like, when these players are all playing at their best at the same time. And I think that's still the hope there that if all these players are healthy and available and at their very best, this Miami heat team is still a very dangerous one in the Eastern conference. And they do have to look ahead to next season too, right? There's, there's a little bit of uh, paperwork and things to be done uh, in terms of getting things in order for next season, avoiding the luxury tax. Um, And that could, that could mean trading Kyle Lowry now. As opposed to next year. We'll talk about what that means. We'll get to some names that make sense for the Miami Heat. All doing that after this.
Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. They've made buying tickets so easy because Game Time has done all the work for you. Whether you're buying tickets for sports, music, comedy, theater events, whatever it might be near you, Game Time is the fastest and easiest way to get those tickets with last minute deals, all in prices. Their best price guaranteed and the views from their seat, which makes it so convenient. They take all the guesswork out of buying tickets. It's so convenient. A, a family friend of mine used it a couple of weeks ago when they were in town, wanted to get tickets for the Heat game, bought those tickets, used the Game Time app, told them about the promo code. They got $20 off their first purchase. So easy. It's just so easy. It's a person that doesn't even like using apps necessarily, but they signed up, used the app, got the tickets they needed. Enjoyed the heat game. Unfortunately, I think it was a loss at that point in time, but still enjoyed the overall experience because that's what it, you know, that's what it's all about. Going to any kind of concert or show, you know, you're gonna want to get the best experience, and, and that's why game time has you covered. And especially with their their views from the seat, you can see exactly where it is that you're gonna be sitting from. So you never have to worry about whether or not there's an obstruction, whether or not there's a good view of the court or the stage or whatever it is that you might be attending. Download the game time app right now. Use the code locked on NBA and you get $20 off your first purchase. Now, terms do apply, but create an account and use the code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-B-A, and you get $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Thanks for making Locked on Heat your first listen every day. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube and on your favorite podcast app. If you're watching us on YouTube, please hit us a like. What's that? I got a quick question. Yeah. I mean, kind of still kind of rolling around my mind there after the last segment there. What is the worst player that you would trade Tyler Hero for? Oh, see, you're, you're putting that on me now. I'd have to really think about that. I, I It might be Donovan Mitchell, and I'm not even sure I would do it for Donovan Mitchell. Uh, I have not. What about Jalen Brunson? No. I'm not saying no. they're trading him. You would have trade for Jalen Brunson the way he's played on and on this team? I just I, I hesitate to take more players who are small for their position on this team. But he's also young and and he didn't play Brunson at this point. You know, I, I think I think twenty seven. Yeah, that's I mean, maybe maybe Jalen. I I wouldn't. Yeah, I, I maybe Jalen Brunson. I just he's like what six one. You got Jimmy. Mm. You got not like not even like listed at six one. Like he's, like he's Chris Tyler Paul Hero. Yeah, I mean, sorry, he's like Kyle Lowry's size basically. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You've got Bam. That's small for his position. You're already you're, you're basically small at every position other than shooting guard. When it whether it's Tyler Hero or Duncan Robinson, those guys are big for their position. But I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, maybe like I guess. Yeah, I mean Jalen Brunson is probably going to be all NBA, which means he's top fifteen. So yeah, maybe I would. Maybe I would do it. Like I said, you sprung yeah. it on me. I don't know. No, no, I know it takes some time. Sorry, I was just thinking about that because like you know we can't we you're talking about like the very best players in the NBA and that's who he would be included for. But I don't think that's realistic either. But if you're looking at other possible venues to trade a Tyler, then who would that be for? Like, what's a realistic would you do it for deal? Pascal Siakam? Because he's a name that's been out there. Eric Kareen from the Athletic Ooh. was saying that, and I don't think this was being reported necessarily. It just he said I wouldn't be surprised if Miami kicked the tires on Pascal Siakam. Um, yeah. I think that's more opinion based, but I, I don't want to speak for him. Yeah. Still. No. Uh, Siakam. I mean, this this is a guy who's a, an all-star almost every year, kind of an all-NBA yes. conversation kind of guy every year. Would you trade Tyler for Siakam? I don't think it'd be a perfect fit, but yes. Unfortunately, I think I would. Uh, I, I, think I don't Siakam, think I would. That might be the worst player, even because he, he's probably worse than... Brunson? But it, yeah. I yeah. Think he's, uh, another B? 
I don't, maybe. I mean, the Ananobi fit is a good one in Miami. That my my Siakam issue is that it's not a good fit. Like you're talking about a guy who you, around Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo, you need guys who are a little bit low usage, who don't need a ton, the ball in their hands right. for a long time. Uh, they just want it for a good time. And, and and a guy who could space the floor and and Siakam has had literally one year. It's almost like Draymond Green esque, but not quite as bad. Where it's like one yeah. kind of random year where he peaked as a three point shooter, and the rest of it's been like thirty percent or worse. Um, Siakam is very similar, so he's not a floor spacer. He needs the ball. He's kind of just like Julius Randle with better PR, a little bit. <laughs> you know, at this stage, I and and both I, of those I don't guys even know are how players, that is. but yeah. it's. I, I don't know that it's a great fit. Like, is Julius Randle a great fit in Miami? No. Like, for like his skill set is a good one, but not for the Miami Heat, not for what they need. And I don't think Siakam would be. And Anobi makes more sense though, because he's a defensive first player, catch and shoot kind of guy. Like, that's the kind of yeah. guy that I would I would consider. And even maybe for Tyler Hero, just considering the fit and everything like that. But um, yeah. let's move on to some other names. Uh, but first, before we get to that, just to set the table, because of where the Heat are at in relation to the luxury tax for next season, which is something that they have to consider. Miami's options in a big kind of deal basically boil down to this. Let Lowry's deal expire, right? And then you just use, uh, and then you're you're a non-tax team for next year. And that unlocks a $13 million mid-level exception. So if you let Lowry's contract expire, you now have a $13 million exception to play with in free agency. And you could still potentially re-sign Caleb Martin uh, and, and, and Haywood Highsmith, who will be a restricted free agent. The other option is you trade Kyle Lowry for long-term money so you don't waste that salary cap slot and you upgrade the roster now. But in doing that, you're not getting that free agent option and you might be sacrificing that ability to re-sign Kayla Martin and possibly Haywood Highsmith because of where they would be in relation to the second luxury tax apron, which the Heat have basically uh, signaled they're not right. going to go into that second tax apron. And a lot of teams are like that because of all the the, the team-building constrictions and things that come with that. So um, I've got like a few different sets of names. I've got three sets here. I've got a December 15th set of players who become trade-eligible on Friday and could be worth exploring. I've got sure. big upgrades that you would trade Kyle Lowry for for players who are under contract for next year. And so that would basically be saying, okay, we're going to, we're going to turn Kyle's Kyle Lowry's salary cap slot into this player for next year and for next year. And then I have another list of free agents that the heat could look for. If they say, okay, actually we prefer to have a shot at this free agent and let Kyle Lowry walk for nothing as opposed to trade Kyle Lowry for one of these other players. So I have three different lists. Which one do you want to start with? Let's start with a December 15th list. All right. Um, these are little minor upgrades, but I think they're players that are worth keeping an eye on. Again, these are players who signed contracts over the offseason. They become trade eligible on Friday, December 15th. The first one I'm looking at, Javon Carter from the Chicago Bulls. Um, Kobe White has basically ascended on the depth chart. Alex Crusoe's playing well for them. I think if and when Zach Levine comes back for them. Javon Carter's already on the fringe of the rotation. When Levine comes back, he'll probably be pushed out of the rotation. The Miami Heat need a backup point guard. I think Carter could help. The thing is, his contract is almost an exact match with Caleb Martin. Would you trade Caleb Martin to Chicago for Javon Carter and maybe like a, a like two second round picks? No. I think that could be. I probably wouldn't either, but I think it could be interesting. Um, yes. I'm looking at Aaron Holiday, backup point guard for the Houston Rockets. Now I don't know that the Rockets are going to make Aaron Holiday available. He's actually been helpful for them. He's kind of their only backup point guard behind Fred yeah. Van Vliet and uh, the the only other ball handler on the roster is Jalen Green, but. 
you could trade Thomas Bryant's contract for Aaron Holiday. And Houston is rumored to be in the market for maybe some backup center help. Maybe they see Thomas Bryant as an option there. Would they swap Bryant for Holiday? If I'm the Heat, I'm at least making the call. Yes. Um, Patrick Beverly, if the Sixers Ooh. make a move for a backup point guard, which I think they have to do, because uh, Beverly's not been awesome for them, uh, they have more assets to go after like an Alex Caruso or that kind of player than Miami does. So I don't think like the Caruso's of the world are necessarily in the market, uh, kind of in the realm of Miami's possibilities. But if yeah. the Sixers were, for instance, to make a move for Caruso, maybe they buy out Patrick Beverly or they're willing to trade him for a small contract like a Drew Smith or a Thomas Bryant kind of contract like that. Beverly right now playing on the minimum. That could be something that could be worth, again, making a call on if you're Miami. And then the last one I have here, which I think is pretty interesting, Derek Rose from Memphis. Nope. He's been helpful for them, but they have Marcus Smart. You've got Derrick Rose uh, as a backup point guard, good locker room presence. And then John Morant is on his way back, too. When Ja comes back, do they even have a need for Derrick Rose? He's got a larger salary than what Miami could pre- pretty much match without having to sacrifice anything. But Miami also has the $9.4 million uh, traded player exception that they acquired in trading Oladipo. And Derrick Rose's salary would fit neatly into that, that trade exception. So if Miami were willing to pay a ton more in luxury taxes this year, for a significant upgrade at backup point guard like Derrick Rose, I don't know. I I don't think that the Heat would do it. It doesn't really strike me as something that they would do, but it's a name that's mm-hmm. worth keeping an eye on is all. I think um, Pat Bev is probably the best option of those. I like I like Pat Bev or Aaron Holiday. I think if you can get one of those guys, that would be especially if you can get Pat Bev on the buyout market if Philadelphia yes, makes another move and pushes them out of the rotation. That's that would exactly be the way right. to go. Um, all right, so I got the other two sets of names. So again, just to reframe this, Miami's decision comes down to. All right, do we think that we can get somebody for Kyle Lowry before the trade deadline that's better than one of the following free agents that we might be able to get with the $13 million non-taxpayer mid-level exception? That's kind of the decision that Miami is making if they already get to the conclusion of trading Kyle Lowry. Uh, so here are the free agents that could be had for that, for that MLE. Tyus Jones, Spencer Dinwiddie, Markel Fultz, DeAnthony Melton, Malik Monk, who actually might go for more than that, Gordon Hayward, Royce O'Neal, Kyle Anderson, and Kelly Olynyk. So those are just names. I, of, of, of those names, is there like one that sticks out to you as maybe a good fit for Miami if they have that, that mid-level exception that they, should, that, they, they should go after? No, not really. I kind of like Tyus Jones. Yeah, I think I mean he's another undersized guard, right? Like I mean, yeah, I, that's the thing. If you can if you can acquire him cheaply, but as a free agent to spend your wad on that, I don't I don't know if that's necessarily the right route for Miami. All right, so here are the upgrades then at the trade market. So you don't like any of those guys? I think if you're looking to turn Kyle Lowry's contract into something, then these would be the guys. And these guys are making around like twenty twenty two million dollars a year, which is where the Heat would need to be if they traded Lowry for somebody right. who's under contract this year and next year and still wanted to avoid that second tax apron. Here are the names. Terry Rozier, who had a really good game against Miami the other night. Yeah. Cam Johnson from Brooklyn. Malcolm Brogdon. Mm-hmm. DeAndre Hunter. Marcus Smart. Nikola Vucevic. Boyan Bogdanovic from Detroit. Keldon Johnson. D'Angelo Russell. Colin Sexton. And I added this name on there because I'm just keeping an eye on him. Larry Markinen. Just keeping an eye on him. Uh, I don't know that he's necessarily part of Utah's future, even though he was an all-star last year. I just I, I think that Danny Ainge might budge if you called him with a good offer. I don't know that that offer includes Kyle Lowry, but these would be just these are the names that I came up with looking at some of the salaries of guys next year. 
Ooh. Can I hear it one more time? Uh, I, I don't know. I'll go, uh, I'll go quickly. Rozier, yeah. Cam Johnson, Brogdon, DeAndre Hunter, Marcus Smart, Vucevic, Boyan Bagnanovich, Keldon Johnson, D'Angelo Russell, Colin Sexton, Larry Markkinen. Uh, Marcus, and I hate saying it, but I think he would be like the you right know. upgrade for Miami at the position. And plus, I mean, think of the karma being able to beat Boston with Marcus Smart on Miami's yeah. roster after all those years. Come to the and winning Memphis side, might be baby. looking after the way this season has gone to get off some of that long-term money. Now they did trade a first-round pick for Marcus Smart. I don't know if they're willing to take the L on that. Uh, I don't know that Miami would want to trade a first-round pick back to Memphis for for Marcus Smart. That's the other problem here too. Is are you are you having to include more stuff, or would you have to? Would you be willing to include like a Nikola Jovic or something like that in addition to Kyle Lowry to get a deal done? That's all part of the mechanics of this, but. We just wanted to have a show here where we kind of got the unofficial start of trade season started, kicked off with some names that you should be watching, some of the context, some of the salary cap things that Miami is thinking about. We got into the weeds and some of the numbers, but I think all that kind of stuff is helpful as we think about this kind of thing uh, over the next couple of months. But for now, thanks for making Locked on Heat your first listen every day. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube and follow us on your favorite podcast app. 